This is the Workday Red Zone on the ticket, 95.3 and 9.70 a.m. K-N-E-A. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Hey, everybody. How are we all doing today? Y'all all right? Y'all doing good? You making it halfway through the week? Huh. Might be one of those days, but uh, it might be all right as well. We'll see. We got a lot to get into today over the next course of the next couple of hours. And as always, we appreciate you killing some time here with us. It is a Workday Red Zone. Thanks for tuning in on the ticket. KADA 970 AM along with 95.3, 96.9, KBRI. We're streaming online at 953theticket.com. And you can also take us with you on the go. Download the TuneIn app, search for KNEA. You'll be all set. If you want to shout at us today, really easy. Call us 930-3776. You can also interact with us on social. Facebook.com slash 953 the ticket is one place to find us also on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie or at 953 the ticket. I think I made it through the intro in one piece. Maybe kind of, sort of. We'll see. I'm Kara. I'm joined in studio for hour one by Keith Merritt. Who's still grinning from last night. Well, good. Also, of course, you're with us, producer Kate Carlton. Good afternoon. And a lot on the docket today. I feel like we're going to make up for a little bit of missed time yesterday. Uh, but uh, coming up today at 1230, not going to have an opportunity to check in with A-State AD Tom Bowen. That's okay, though. Santiago Restrepo is going to pinch hit. Uh, his Red Wolves... Going to be at home this weekend for the first time in a month. They haven't been here since the very opening weekend of the season. And so back in Jonesboro this weekend, conference play this weekend, brand new floor to be checked out this weekend. So I'm excited to talk with Coach Restrepo. That is at 1230. At 1 o'clock today, we'll tar- we will start talking. Georgia Southern, voice of the Eagles, Danny Reed is going to be with us. True story. I don't know where to start with this team. Do you start with... What they've done on the field? Do you start with what's going on off the field? Do you look at stats? Do you look at... New coach? New coach? I don't know. So we'll let we'll let Danny Reed kind of guide us through <laughs> that talk today when he joins us at 1 o'clock. Also in the 1 o'clock hour, we're going to have just a little bit of audio for you from Arkansas State head football coach Butch Jones. You'll be able to hear even more from Coach Jones tonight as Live with the Red Wolves returns to Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. Attention members and guests. We need a little recording of that. Attention members and guests. Uh, again, Butch Jones as well as special player guest James Blackman. Going to be out there tonight from 7 to 8. They'll be answering your questions, talking a little Tulsa, talking a little Georgia Southern, all of that good stuff. But uh, if you can't make it out, as always, you can hear that on 107i KFine and your KFine app. Elsewhere for Arkansas State Baseball going to hold its alumni weekend coming up November 5th through the 6th. That's for former players and their families. And uh, the event begins that Friday night. They're going to have the A-State Fall World Series game in an alumni social. Then I think the next day they're going to play some golf or something. But all that info is at astateredwolves.com. Also, one more A-State note, football, as we go back to football here. Butch Jones and A-State football have added another commitment. It's tight end Miller McCrumbie. He's out of Mount Pleasant, Texas. Chose A-State over offers from Kansas, Colorado State, Louisiana, and others. A good write-up today on him on 247sports.com that we'll look at some of the notes and quotes from. Uh, But right now, he is the highest-rated commit for A-State in the class of 2022. 
And, of course, uh, in your baseball news, St. Louis Cardinals playoff bound. Uh, they clinched the National League's second wild card spot with a 6-2 winner last night over Milwaukee at Bush Stadium. Adam Wainwright picking up his 17th win this season, which just so happened to be the team's 17th win in a row. So uh, the series does continue tonight. We'll see if the Cardinals can shake off the hangovers and keep the streak alive against the Brewers at 645 on 95.9 The Wolf. As far as today's KavanaughCars.com question. We've had uh, four full weeks of college football in the books now. And plus our little bonus week, week zero. So for most teams in the country, not all, as some teams have already had a bye week, but for a lot of teams in the country, the season is all of a sudden one-third over, which is wild. We're already at that point. But I want to know what you think has been the biggest story from the first month of the college football season. And I would like to focus a little bit today on kind of making this more an on-field conversation because the biggest conversation in, in college athletics overall has been realignment. Uh, but my goodness, we've talked about that a lot. And truth be told, it might not be the only time we say the R word on today's program, but <laughs> I, I don't want this to be a two-hour conversation about it because we're all aware of that. I, I want you to look at what's happened on the field, what we've seen with the results from teams, good, bad, or otherwise, in terms of what you feel like has been the biggest story around college football so far right now when you look at the big picture there are 26 teams still undefeated around college football I think some of those you probably would have figured that at the beginning of the season like you would have had Alabama on that list at the beginning of the season but some of the teams I'm going to go out on a limb here and say maybe maybe you would not have I'm not sure how many of you would have bet on your ACC undefeated, being Boston College and Wake Forest. No. I would not have. Either one. Not a dime. No. no. Neither one. If you were going to pick two teams out of the ACC to be undefeated, undoubtedly Clemson would have been on that list and maybe, you know, North Carolina or somebody else. Somebody Virginia else. Tech or the NC, I, it would not have been Boston College and Wake Forest. But yeah, NC State would have been a reach. Yes. When you look at other teams that are still undefeated in the Big Ten, I would imagine a lot of people would have had Ohio State still on that list. Instead, they get replaced by Maryland. Sure. Who? <laughs> I'm sorry. I still think and I realize I'm an old I still think of Maryland as being part of Tobacco Road. And they haven't sure. been for years now. They're in a different league. In the Big Ten, it's Maryland, Iowa, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State. You look at the Big 12, like people are going to have Oklahoma in there pretty much always, but I don't know if they would have thrown Baylor and Oklahoma State in the early goings into that mix as well. In the Pac-12, already down to just one. <laughs> one undefeated Pac-12 team. Uh, which was not the way everybody thought this at the beginning. I think a lot of people might would have had Washington still in that mix. And uh, especially, you know, people looking at them as potential dark horse Pac-12 champion. But that's not the case. It's just Oregon. And then in the SEC, probably a, a different couple of different teams in the mix than, than anybody would have thought. Alabama, yes, definitely. Georgia, maybe okay, yeah. Ole Miss, well, okay. Kentucky? Arkansas? Would not have laid any money at all down on Arkansas. 
Kentucky, that's a one-eyebrow razor. Arkansas is a two-eyebrow razor. But yet they've exceeded every kind of expectation. Every expectation. And yeah. uh, Sam Pittman is out there killing it right now. Bill Miss one's not surprising. It'll be more surprising if they're undefeated on Saturday. But they played Louisville, <laughs> Tulane, and Austin Peay. So that's, okay, that one's not okay. surprising. All right. That's fair. That's very fair that they should absolutely have been in that conversation at this point in time in the season. Your other undefeateds, undefeateds uh, well, as far as independents, it's Army, BYU, Notre Dame. And in the group of five, Southern Miss, or not Southern Miss, wrong SM, SMU, not Southern Miss, SMU, Cincinnati, UTSA, San Diego State, Wyoming, Coastal Carolina, and South Alabama. So some of these teams at the beginning of the season, you absolutely knew it was going to look like this. Other Others that are just, it seems like they're they're coming out of nowhere and uh, it's been really interesting to see things develop. You know, those are the teams, you know, in some cases that have hit expectations or exceeded them. On the flip side, you already have some teams this season that have drastically um, under, what is the word I'm looking for here? Underachieved, uh, at least in terms of what their record was supposed to be. One of those, obviously, Clemson, who at this, you just get to a point, it's like autopilot on putting them in the playoffs every year. But this Not year, this year. Yeah, they don't have an offense. And it's hard to win football games these days when <laughs> when that is a struggle. And that's where they're at this year. Uh, some other early teams that were expected to have deep runs are, are not around in the conversation, uh, such as Ohio State, which, of course, they, it's still early. Things are going to they change dramatically. They can overcome that Oregon loss. When we come back, you know, next week, there's not going to be 26 teams left on this list of undefeateds anymore. So things are going to look different, but uh, it's been a fun start to the season. And then so there far. are places where they've already ripped the panic ripcord. There are already three, which is surprising, three head coaching vacancies in college football, which, which again, is surprising. I thought, to back up to last year, thought that last year was going to be a slow year due to the pandemic, due to the uncertainty, due to everything else. It was slower than normal, but it wasn't slow. It, wasn't, it didn't stop. It it was yeah it did not st- it started early with with Southern Miss getting rid of their coach very early in the season, and then continued on at about the pace of normal. It was it was probably slightly under the normal amount of head coaching turnover we see in a season, but not by much. I'm talking about like two coaches, not by like five or six or seven that we might have thought at the beginning of the season. And then this season looks like it could be an all timer on the coaching carousel because there's already massive jobs that are open in in USC. Uh, you've already yeah. got. Uh, I just went blank. It's right now open is so you've got USC and then is it UConn and Georgia Southern that are going to be open at the end of the Georgia Southern already open UConn already open. UConn and honestly Miami's probably going to be open if they lose. I think they okay. play tomorrow night. If they lose tomorrow night, Miami's probably open. Okay, so you've already got some big big changes. Quick notes in terms of you know the big storylines of the Sun Belt. We mentioned South Alabama undefeated, which is a big one there. Coastal undefeated, although that's not surprising. I've told you guys since the beginning of the season that the start of their schedule was insanely easy. Yeah, so that's not a surprise. They'll continue that this weekend as they take on ULM, but already some significant storylines from the belt. I want to bring up a good storyline today from the belt today and yesterday. I think we mentioned on Monday that there was a really concerning situation at ULM as their quarterback, Rhett Rodriguez, who, of course, is the, the son of O.C. Richrod, he had suffered what they had termed a trauma injury in their win against Troy. 
And the dude was in the ICU on event with a punctured lung. He ended up with a punctured lung from that game. But uh, the great news from yesterday is that he's been released. He is on the mend. So I don't know what this means from a, a football trajectory, if this is a guy that could be back in uniform by the time A-State meets up with ULM. But uh, the big picture is is good. He's out of the hospital. He's going to make a, a comeback, um, at least in terms of being able to go about his day-to-day. Yeah. So, so uh, phenomenal Breathing stuff is there. important. Being Gosh. able to breathe is important. And if you've got a punctured lung, you can't breathe nearly as well. I just can't. I can't wrap my head around taking a hit, which is what these guys do day in and day out. That's certainly nothing different for a quarterback. But then knowing, oh, man, this is not, not normal. Yeah, and you're wearing padding over your rib cage. So... Let's let's just go to break. I don't want to because my <laughs> you don't head. Wanna, you my don't want to talk about now, this anymore. Yeah, my head is now gone into well. Did like this happen or did this? It's just it. Ooh, huh, huh. I'm too squeamish for that. So I tell you what, we're gonna come back uh, again. What's the, the biggest story from the first month of the college football season? That's our KavanaughCars.com question. We'll have phone lines open during the break, but we're gonna come back and check in on uh, on that team that. Might have just clinched a playoff spot last night. Did clinch a playoff spot last night. More on that when we return here on The Ticket. We are the station that always has our howl on. Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. 95.3. The Ticket. Join JYP in Jonesboro for this year's annual conference titled Growing from the Ground Up. Thursday, September 30th from 8 to 3 at the club level of Centennial Bank Stadium. NEA Baptist CEO Sam Lynn serves as a keynote speaker. Plus, we'll have a diversity panel with local and regional leaders and an entrepreneur panel with successful business owners from across the community. It's Growing from the Ground Up with JYP in. Thursday, September 30th from 8 to 3 at the club level of Centennial Centennial Bank Stadium. Register by contacting the Jonesboro Chamber, 932-6691. Buy three, get one free at Plaza Tire Service is backed by popular demand. Buy three in-stock Falcon ST80 tires for your car, minivan, or CUV and get the fourth tire free. This exclusive offer from Plaza Tire Service saves you money instantly. So keep more money in your pocket and get a great set of Falcon tires with this buy three, get one free offer at Plaza Tire Service in Jonesboro on South Carolina and at our newest store on East Johnson Avenue. Buy three, get one free on the Falcon SD80 for a limited time only at Plaza Tire Service. Stand out on game day with Unique Inc. We have the latest designs of A-State tees and hats you will want to wear. From the Pines to Tent City, your Unique Ink Scarlet and Black will be howling perfect. You'll be able to take the heat now and then pair that tee with a cardigan or vest later this season. One thing is for sure, Unique Ink has A-State apparel for the win. I'm Whitney with Unique Ink. You imagine, we create. Unique Ink at 1320 Red Wolf Boulevard or call 203-9885. Unique Ink. Hey, y'all. This is Matthew Cox with Cox Implement. Time for football and time to check out our new inventory of zero turn mowers don't keep putting money in that old mower and don't wait till next year it is no secret the inventory has been a challenge in 2021 but at cox we are stocking up on zero turn mowers and preparing for 2022 kick off the fall with a new zero turn mower from cox implement come see us at any of our three locations in hoxie highland and jonesboro or visit us online at coximplement.com cox implement equipment you can count on people you can trust. It's a summer of savings at Car Today. Car Today is offering you a great selection of clean, dependable cars, trucks, vans, 
and SUVs. Bad credit, no credit, bankruptcy, no problem. Because at Car Today, we know that bad things happen to good people. And that's why we want to help you build your credit with one of our Carfax verified vehicles. All of our vehicles come with our peace of mind package included. Free warranty, free oil changes, debt protection, sales tax financed available, and satisfaction guaranteed. That's right. If you're not happy with your purchase within five days, you can return the vehicle. Stop by Car Today this summer and see how you really can buy here and pay here. Plus, when 10 people you refer buy a vehicle from us, we will pay off yours. For the best deals this summer on late model, low mileage, cars, trucks, and SUVs, get to Car Today. Buy today at Car Today, 3404 Stadium, or online at neacartoday.com. Car Today, we'll ride today, because we just say yes. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Again, in about uh, 15 minutes, we're going to talk some volleyball with Arkansas State Santiago Restrepo. In the meantime, though, we got some open phone lines at 9303776. What's been the biggest story from the first month of the college football season? A couple of you already pointing at uh, pointing fingers at Clemson. Derek says it's the disappearance of the Clemson offense. Eagle Wolf says it is uh, Clemson being average. So you can weigh in with us on the phones. Uh, meanwhile, though, it's always fun to check in on the Cardinals right now. And uh, this team... After stringing together 17 in a row, officially, <laughs> finally, officially, playoff bound. When this whole thing started, they were two and a half games, I think, behind the Reds. And, of course, uh, the Padres were still in the mix as well. And then now it's just a, a completely different situation. In fact, with, what, five games to spare? Six for some teams. Season's the Cardinals. Over. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to the postseason. They're going on the road at Los Angeles or at San Francisco, whichever team finishes second in the uh, National League West. And, boy, if you're the Dodgers, I wonder how many bullets they're sweating right now. They're two games back of the Giants. They still have an opportunity to catch them. Both those teams have won over 100 games already. You win 100 games, and you got to face the hottest team in baseball, the Cardinals, in a one-game, winner-takes-all, wild-card game. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, but the pressure is all on either the Dodgers or the Giants, whoever winds up second in the West Division. It'll be more so on the Dodgers, in my opinion, because the Giants— have been overachieving since May. They weren't supposed to be in this conversation. Now, once you get in this conversation and you make it this far, obviously you're extent- you're expected to have a run, but the Dodgers were like baseball's golden child coming into the season. They were just expected to do so many awesome things already. So And have. It and have, but you can't go into a playoff run and be and be one and done. It's a tough situation there. We'll get back to the Cardinals here in just a second, though. Let's check on Big Dave. How are you? Good afternoon, Miss Kara and uh, Keith. How are y'all doing? Doing well, Dave. Uh, I tell you what, uh, 
The other thing that you got to consider is how high the expectations will be for the Cardinals, being they've gotten so hot. I mean, you know, not only is the San Francisco and the Dodgers sweating bullets, but, you know, there's going to be a lot of St. Louis fans, including myself, be disappointed if they don't keep hot during the playoffs. So, I mean, that's another thing to consider. Number uh, number two point I want to bring up, uh, I don't know how, the, how much has been discussed since last Saturday, but I don't want A-State fans to get too far down in the dumps. This, uh, this situation is going to be all right. Uh, we're getting into Sunbelt play, and, and I think we'll be very competitive in that, and I think we'll beat Georgia Southern uh, Saturday. So uh, what was the question of the day, Kara? What do you feel like has been the biggest story from the first month of the college football season, Big Dave? Oh, golly. Um, I'd have to say it would be, oh, gosh, number one would be Arkansas. Okay. Uh, Number two would be Kentucky being undefeated. Those two teams, I mean, uh, like Keith said, one's a one-eyebrow brazer and the other's a two-eyebrow brazer. But you know what? People that know Sam Pittman, know him well, that I, I, you know, Razorback fans that I know and communicate with all the time have told me all along he's the real deal, and and it's hard to deny it at this point. Well, he certainly got the win-loss record to back it up. I mean, they've started out what it was. They ended up on a skid last year, but but he got a couple of wins early in the season that were enough to get people on board, probably because, like, any sign of progress was enough to get people on board after, after Chad Morris and just how awful of an experiment that was. But then he just seems like he just fits that program. He, he gets it. He has been able to go in and establish his culture, which is honestly probably a little bit of an overused phrase in college athletics, or at least um, it is when it doesn't work. When it does work, you end <laughs> when up When it with, does work, it's a good culture. If it doesn't work, it's a bad culture. <laughs> well, it's when it, it – I, I don't know. He's just uh, so far everything falling into place for him this year. Well, you know – Yeah, it, it is. It's fallen into place. But yet they've played. You say fallen into place, but they've played very good football, too. Well, yeah, they played good teams. To, they've had to. And uh, it's, it's uh, I, I'm just, you know, I'm really pleased at this point that uh, things are going so well because he seems to be just what the, you know, he seems to be uh, hogified, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's sort of like... Uh, Gene Stallings was at Alabama. He's the right guy at the right time. I do wonder if not so much the impact on on Arkansas, because we're already seeing that take off, but what Sam Pittman's hiring and success story will be, how that will be impactful on the coaching carousel. Because for a long time it's been like, all right, we'll hire the up-and-coming hotshot that's been a coordinator, and and this is kind of the, the template that you use to go out and find a coach. He did not fit any of those templates. He was, he's, I mean, not that, not that he is an old guy, but he's too old to be considered an up-and-comer. He was not a coordinator. He was a position coach. And so he didn't necessarily fit that college football hiring model, but yet he's gone out and, and crushed it regardless. One advantage I think that Sam Pittman had that was kind of underplayed was he'd coached at Arkansas sure. before. 
So he knew what the advantages were. He knew what the challenges were. It wasn't a complete surprise to him. And I think that's been key is that he is a good fit with the institution as well as, you know, on the field. That's a great point, Keith, great point. Uh, you know, he's already familiar. People were familiar with him, knew him, liked him, knew he could coach. Uh, that, you know, it, it, it's just uh, it, it, it's pretty cool to watch what's happening now. Uh, I don't know what's going to become of my Buckeyes. I think they'll be all right. Uh, I have a lot, of, a lot of confidence in Coach Day. But, uh, you know, you're not going to go undefeated every year. I don't care who you are. I mean, no, I didn't think uh, Dabo Sweeney would ever have this kind of start. But, but Clemson's uh, kind of taking it on the chin right now. That would be a very big surprise, too, for this year. I think that's one of the big – whenever you have a, a yearly playoff contender knocked, completely knocked out of the conversation this early, Ohio State can still get back in the conversation. Clemson cannot. Uh, when you have a, a contender knocked out this early, it's always a huge story. Yeah, yeah, I got to agree, Kara. It's, um, and, and it, you know, I mean, it just goes to show you're not going to be just, um, you know, you're not going to be 100% every year. Uh, I'm sure one of these years, even Saban will have his problems. But uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I, I'm going to really look forward to that Georgia-Alabama game. That's going to be quite a football game this year. No doubt about it. All right, you guys have a great day. Good talking with y'all. Good to hear from you, Big Dave. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Let pause on the open phone lines for a moment because we will need to uh, take a break here in just a little bit and catch up with Coach Santiago Restrepo. But, again, what is the biggest story from the first month of the college football season. I want to throw out quickly, though, a a feel-good personnel story uh, from the season. I I still think in terms of an individual story in college football, McKenzie Milton coming back out on the field is... I don't know if when it's all said and done at the end of the season, if we'll be looking at that at at, at the biggest. I mean, probably not. Obviously not, because Florida State is such a mess. But in terms of my favorites... I think still at the end of the season, that one is going to rank right up there. Because seeing what he came back from in a situation where, you know, once they didn't know how well he'd be able to walk later on Much in his less life. Play yeah. football. And for him to be able to overcome that and get back on the field and have that moment against Florida State, or at least, well, it looked like a pretty good moment against Notre Dame, and then the wheels just fell off for... <laughs> FSU for the rest of the season, but uh, but it was a good story there, and I really enjoyed seeing him back out there. We look forward to hearing more of your answers on this throughout the course of the program, but let's hit pause. We're going to catch up on some Arkansas State Volleyball. Head coach Santiago Restrepo is going to join us right after this. Keep it on the ticket. We're not as socially awkward as you think. Search for 95.3 The Ticket on Facebook and follow us at 95.3 The Ticket on Twitter. Attention members and guests. Make plans for Live with the Red Wolves Wednesday night from 7 to 8 at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. Join head coach Butch Jones along with a special player guest and listen along on 107.9 K-Fine and the EAB Red Wolves Sports Network from Learfield. Plus, audience members can win prizes from textbook brokers. It's all at Lost Pizza Wednesday night at 7 during Live with the Red Wolves presented by the Arkansas Department of Health and sponsored by 
Angie Gallagher of the United Country Scenic Rivers Realty, Crown Limousine, Vision Care Center, Farmers and Merchants Bank, Stanley Woodard Law Firm, and Blue Cross Blue Shield agent Woody Harrelson. Domino's Pizza is hiring. Work in a fun, fast-paced environment with Domino's. Do you have solid math skills, sound judgment, and the ability to multitask? You want to be the boss? Domino's Pizza is needing an assistant manager. Domino's is also hiring for delivery drivers with fun and flexible hours and a great schedule that'll fit what you're looking for. And take home cash every night. Domino's needs customer service representatives too. Apply now at jobs.dominoes.com. That's jobs.dominoes.com. Domino's Pizza is an equal opportunity employer. Grain prices still on the rise. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB New Market Report. December corn at 538 and three quarters up six and a quarter with March corn at 546 and a quarter up five and three quarters. November soybeans at 1285 and a quarter up eight and a quarter with January soybeans at 1294 and a half up seven and a half. December wheat at 712 and three quarters up six and a quarter with March wheat at 725 up six. December cotton at 101.88 up 185 with March cotton at 157 up 187. November rice 1387 down six cents. January rice at 1407 also down six. Moving on to livestock now, October live cattle at 122.27.5, up 27.5. December live cattle at 127.45, down 5. September feeder cattle at 154.25, down 15. With October feeder cattle at 155.47.5, down 65. October lane hogs at 91.02.5, down 65. With December hogs at 83.72.5, up 15. That's your EAB Noon Market Report. I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. This isn't what gets a cotton grower up. What gets a cotton grower up isn't made of plastic-covered electronics. It's made of heart, determination, the calling that doesn't need a buzzer. Because you know early is the key to success. Stoneville Cotton knows, too. It gets out of the ground earlier and establishes a healthy stand quicker, so it's less vulnerable to weeds, weather, and insects. For a stronger finish, own the early with Stoneville Cotton. BASF. We create chemistry. Always read and follow label directions. As harvest begins, the American Seed Trade Association reminds farmers to be diligent in taking the proper precautions to ensure treated seed does not enter the domestic or export grain supply. When properly handled, seed treatments are an effective agronomic tool that provides seeds the necessary protection for a strong, healthy start. Completely remove all treated seed left in containers and equipment used to handle harvested grain and dispose of it properly. Always be careful to follow state and federal guidelines for proper handling, storage, and disposal of treated seed. For more information, visit seed treatment guide.com or contact your seed dealer turn it up and annoy your co-workers who wear the wrong colors back to the workday red zone here's kara ritchie all right welcome back to the workday red zone kara keith kate all hanging out with you in studio and let's head to the Ritter Communications Hotline, catch up with Arkansas State Volleyball Coach Santiago Restrepo. Coach, how are you today? Hi, how are you? Thank you very much for having me. Hey, thanks for uh, coming on with us in short, sh- such short notice, if I can spit it out here, uh, to catch up <laughs> on, on a little volleyball. It's been since, uh, let's see, we talked to you right before the season started and haven't had a chance to catch up with you since then. I know there's been some stretches there, some really good volleyball for Arkansas State, including a time where you guys won nine out of ten. How did uh, how did that come to be? Well, uh, I think we are playing extremely well together. Okay, we have uh, built a good chemistry. We have found uh, good lineups together, but also. We have bench players that have to step up, okay, and contribute a lot when, when it need be. So 
it's a combination of a lot of things. Uh, it's great things happening. You uh, went on the road for your first conference matches, and having made that trip between Appalachian State and Coastal Carolina myself more than once, I know that that's, that's a long haul in between those two schools, but uh, how did you feel about your play coming away with the win at Appalachian State? Well, uh, against Appalachian State, we won in three, uh, and I was actually surprised about that. Um, but it was neat to see that we have beaten a team in three sets, uh, as opposed to going four and five. Uh, the reason why I was surprised was uh, because when we scouted them, they looked super strong, and they they looked, um, um, you know, that they was going to give us a battle. Okay, but we really took care of business, you know. We were super focused um, and came out with a win, which was good. And then we went to Coastal Carolina, and we did some great things. You know, they are super physical, and they are very powerful. Um, and, and the first and third sets went 28-26. Unfortunately, the third set, we lost 28-26, and that kind of took a little bit of a cell out of, out of our boat. So, But overall... You know, it was great two matches that we put together. Okay, we just happened to lose one of them. In the early going so far, you've already had uh, a handful of different Red Wolves that have been honored for um, weekly league honors. Uh, tell us through. Tell us about some of the players that are playing really well for you right now. Well, one one that stands out all the time, and every weekend she comes in and plays super strong is uh, Macy Pot. Um, she. Uh, obviously generates a lot of kills for us, which means a lot of points. Um, you know, she's in double digits a lot of times in in, in kills and digs. Um, another player that stands out is Tatum. Okay, she's leading the league in uh, digs per set. Uh, Tatum Tickner, um, she also passes extremely well and plays great defense, you know, and, you know, it's two players that are super important for our team. Then we have somebody that, uh, Lauren Musante, which is our setter. She has had, you know, at least 10 double-doubles, okay, on assists mm -hmm. and digs. So, uh, and we have a lot of other ones that have a step up. I mean, Josie Stanford uh, had a great weekend last weekend, and, you know, against um, Appalachian State had at least 12 kills and, and hit over 400. So, you know, we, we had... Done a very good job, and you know, Middles, Bria, Brianna, and um, Mariah has done also an excellent job. How good does it feel to be getting a chance to play at home this weekend? Oh, <laughs> we have been on the road for a month, so <laughs> we are extremely happy, super happy to come back home and, and play at home in front of our crowd. What's it going to be like to, I, I know you practiced on it, but to officially break in that new floor as well? Yeah, uh, we actually had our first practice yesterday uh, because they were doing to, uh, some of the lining, uh, the lights, okay, in the gym, and, you know, they were setting it up and so on, okay, last week. So uh, yesterday was the first day that we were able to practice, and, you know, it was awesome, okay. Is super bright and it's a great, great experience for our fans to come up, okay, for the first time, okay, and see the new flooring. 
Coach Santiago Restrepo here with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. Um, I can think of the way like a new floor would impact a basketball team. You get to know where the floor bounces different ways and things like that. But obviously you're not trying to hit the floor in volleyball. So how can it, how will a new court impact you? Well, uh, there's different ways. Uh, obviously, uh, the jumping, okay, on wood floor is a lot easier for the joints. Okay. okay? Uh, uh, the wood floor seems to be a little bit more springy. Okay, than just cement or tile flooring. Uh, so, you know, that's also, you know, a help, okay, with the health of our bodies. Okay, so, and then, you know, I, I just think, you know, being on a new flooring also is good for the mind. And, like, you're actually playing on a brand new court and, you know, it's exciting. And so, there's a lot of different ways. So, yep. And it looks cool. So that always helps. It looks cool. Yes, <laughs> indeed. indeed. They did a great job. Okay, Our administrators, ID, and, you know, they did a great job on on uh, picking uh, that and the design. And, you know, it's, it's really cool. And, of course, you know, the last two seasons have been impacted so much by the pandemic. I would imagine that uh, having a crowd being able to watch you this year has to be of, a, of, of help. Uh, for sure. Uh, for sure. Um, yeah, that's what we're looking forward to. Um, this is the first time, well, it's the first time we're going to be, be playing on this flooring, um, but it's the first time since a month from, you know, the last time that we played at home. So it will be exciting and it's, it's obviously conference play, so it's going to be super exciting and tough. Coach Santiago Restrepo here with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. Back to your personnel for a second. You you mentioned Macy Putt there as being one of the leaders on your team. She actually leads the whole country in total kills. Nobody has more kills right now <laughs> than Macy Putt. But yeah. what, what, I mean, why is she... Not just having such a, a successful season this year, but just what what makes her so good there at, at outside hitter? Well, I, I just think that she is super confident. Okay, this year compared to the other years. Okay, uh, I talked to her a little bit on the beginning of the season about giving her the green light to do to do her thing, mm-hmm. and her thing is to get kills for our team and. Obviously, we feed her the ball a lot, uh, just because we depend a lot on her. And you know, it, it's good to see that she's responding to the challenge, and because she's capable of, of, of that, and she has a super strong arm swing, and hopefully, it lasts for the whole season. <laughs> and I would imagine then that that confidence kind of trickles down to her teammates as well. Uh, correct. Yes, that's for sure. Uh, a lot of our setters, you know, find her. Uh, and give her the ball because they know that the majority of the time she's going to put the ball away, and that feeds into the energy of the team, the enthusiasm, and so on. And in volleyball, once you've made the dig, you're controlling the ball, so you get to send it where you want to and get it in the hands of who you want to. And the defense just kind of has to wait there and, See if they can set up a block. 
That's correct. Um, you know, most of the time, uh, you know, and thanks to obviously Tatum, most of the time that we have good digs, okay, um, we are able to run our offense efficiently. Uh, that's what we call we are in system a lot of times, and then we're able to, you know, obviously give the ball to somebody like Macy to put the ball away. Just a couple more minutes here with Arkansas State Santiago Restrepo. As mentioned, uh, first time in a month, the Red Wolves are going to be back at First National Bank Arena, and it's uh, it's the Alabama teams rolling in there. What are the challenges in facing South Island Troy this weekend, Coach? Well, uh, I think one of the biggest challenges with South Alabama is uh, that they played uh, very well together, and they played great defense together. So it's going to be a battle of defenses. But they also have uh, extremely talented pin hitters, uh, the, the two on the outside and the one on the right side. Okay, They are uh, super talented, and they just went out and beat Texas State and, and UT Arlington last weekend. So uh, it shows you the priority of our yeah. conference, but also it shows you how tough uh, they will be. So... Uh, one thing that we talk about, you know, against Coastal, like we have to do a better job blocking the outside hitters, okay, and also playing defense against behind the block. And so that's what we're going to have to do against South Alabama. And, and Troy uh, is very good put-together team. Uh, they have outstanding middle hitters uh, that hit the ball pretty high and really fast. Um, but they also collectively play well together. So we have two teams that are very similar to each other, okay, and played also great defense, and they are great. Uh, they are coached very well. So it will be a challenge to play them back-to-back, mm -hmm. but also we are home, so we are super excited. There you go, at home, showing off that new court. Both of those games on Friday and Saturday start at 6 o'clock, uh, with the Alabama teams rolling in. Coach, we look forward to keeping tabs on your team this weekend. Appreciate you taking some time to talk with us today. Yes, thank you very much for having me. And go Red Wolves. Thanks, Coach. We'll see you. Thank you. Bye. Again, Arkansas State head volleyball coach Santiago Restrepo getting ready to welcome in. It's South Alabama Friday, Troy on Saturday. Again, and, and both of those start at 6 o'clock at First National Bank Arena. He mentioned parity in the Sun Belt. There are no undefeated teams in the West Division. <laughs> Everybody is either 1-1 one and one or UT Arlington is already 0-2. And, and then there are some undefeated teams in, in the East. But when you look, it looks like it could go in any direction. I'm actually kind of surprised. Texas State, for those of you that haven't kept up with, with Sunbelt Volleyball, has been a bit of a powerhouse in the league over the past few years. And I'm not sure about their strength of schedule. I'd have to go in and, and look at rankings and things like that. But they're 5-10 and 10 this year overall and 1-1 and one and one in the league. So it makes you wonder if maybe the West might might be there for, might be open. for the taking. Arkansas State with the uh, tied for the best overall record in the West Division right now with Little Rock. Both of those teams are 10-4. and four. So we'll continue to keep tabs on how that unfolds. Uh, seems like we do mention volleyball quite a bit. Is it just about... Every week, Arkansas State has had a Sunbelt Player of the Week. So I'm sure that will uh, will continue to be a trend. And we look forward again to keeping tabs on that team this weekend. We need to take one more break this hour. So we'll go ahead and uh, dive into it. We had, in my opinion, way too abbreviated of a, a Cardinals conversation earlier. So <laughs> we might revisit that when we come back. Keep it here on the Workday Red Zone. 
Northeast Arkansas Sports Station is 95.3 The Ticket. Of the noise, the midweek hype for Tom Brady's return to New England is starting to reach epic levels, postseason levels, maybe even Super Bowl levels. Anyone who's ever known Tom is doing an interview this week. People want to know what random Boston fans think about his return. Emotions are running higher than any week four game in recent memory, which is kind of funny because both Brady and Bill Belichick are take it one week at a time guys who treat every game the same. But we know this means a whole lot more to Brady. And although he won't admit it, it has to be important to Belichick as well. How could it not be? He has a ton of pride, and even though he says he wanted Brady back, it seems clear that he was ready to move on. Last year clearly went Brady's way. This week is a chance for Belichick to start to even the scales. This game has a movie script feel to it, but after a whole week of analyzing it, we might be ready to move on by the time it's over. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Hey, Dan Patrick here. You've heard me talking about Get Upside on the show, the free app that pays you up to 25 cents cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. I've got a special offer for my listeners right now. When you use the promo code FOOTBALL, you'll receive a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents per gallon cash back. So do the math. Let's say you have an SUV or a truck, standard 20-gallon tank, promo code FOOTBALL. That earns you $10. That's 10 extra dollars in your pocket just for buying gas, something you have to buy anyway, basically free money. Stop over paying for gas and start earning cash back with GetUpside. It's the easiest decision you'll make all day. Download GetUpside in the App Store or Google Play and start earning cash back just for buying gas. And remember, use that promo code FOOTBALL. You'll get the bonus 25 cents per gallon cash back. That's promo code FOOTBALL. Good luck. Get Upside. Express Employment Professionals is hiring right now near you. Express in Stuttgart is now hiring for seasonal positions at Riceland that could transition into a long-term and lucrative career in the rice industry, a business vital to this area. These jobs are also a great opportunity to earn extra money with substantial overtime. Now is the time to join Riceland in Lono, Hazen, Desart, Holly Grove, Fair Oaks, Hickory Ridge, Parkin, Wheatley, or Stuttgart. Seasonal positions include harvest labor, dump operators, sample house workers, and appraisal. There's never a fee to apply with Express. Express, and they offer free direct deposit or prepaid debit cards. Stop the job shuffle. Apply for the seasonal positions now available with Riceland, and you could transition into a continuing and rewarding career. Call 870-672-4568 to schedule an appointment to apply in person at Express Employment in Stuttgart or begin your application online at ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com or 870-672-4568. Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Just a few minutes left in this hour. Heads up on next hour. We're going to start the conversation with Danny Reed, who is the voice of the Georgia Southern Eagles. One segment will not be enough, but it's it's what we'll have with Danny it's what today. You got. <laughs> yeah, it's what we got. So we'll try and, and fit it all in there. Is obviously the biggest storyline there is the fact that the Eagles are going to be playing under an interim head coach this week, Chad Lunsford, uh, fired or released or however you want to phrase it to be all nice 
about it, which is not a nice situation at all. But he's gone. He's been gone for a few days. And the Eagles trying to just deal with the fallout there. In the meantime, they're not playing great football. Uh, they are replacing at quarterback Shy Wirtz, one of my all-time favorite Sunbelt non-Red Wolves guys. Um, which I know, gosh, that was a mouthful. But I, I always enjoyed watching him play. I yeah. really did. He was he was perfect for what yeah. Georgia Southern wants to do. So a lot of conversations there. And, and some of the storylines with Georgia Southern, quickly just looking at uh, some of their notes and, and some stats, you know, we obviously know that Arkansas State is prone to giving up the big play. But in terms of, of pass plays, there's only one team in the country that's given up more pass plays of, I think, 30 yards than Arkansas State, and it's it's Georgia Southern. So they have some issues on defense as well. Also, just kind of skimming through their game notes, this is a, a stat that jumped out at me that we'll ask Danny Reed about. Um, this team apparently comes out incredibly flat at, at the half. They have not scored a single point in the third quarter. And in the third quarter, have been outscored 55 to nothing. So there's a few different Yikes. things you look Yeah, there's a few different things you look at there and it just makes you kind of scratch your head and, and none of those things are really conducive for having a good successful year when you do things like that. But again, uh, hopefully Danny Reed can can make sense of all of it when he joins us here at one o'clock. Meanwhile, I just started to dive into some cardinal talk earlier today, but it's it's seventeen in a row. They've clinched the wild card. Their biggest struggle tonight will be to shake off the celebration hangover <laughs> to see if they can make it eighteen in a row. But uh, it's just been it has been such a fun journey <laughs> over these past two and a half weeks to be able to watch this unfold. They have done things that I have never in my life seen before. That one double play. <laughs> where it went three to two to five to four to two to eight to six. And they got two outs on the yeah. base pass. Two toot plan. Well, one really wasn't a toot plan. One was a, okay, send them on contact with first and third and one out. You do that to try to avoid a double play. <laughs> when it's first and yeah. third and one out, you want the runner on third to score. And, that guy represented the tying run. Well, Paul Goldschmidt fielded the ball. Boom, gets it to Yadier Molina. Molina gets the guy from third in the rundown. Then Arenado makes the tag, and he's immediately got his head up and looking, do I have another play? And it turned out he did. We've seen nothing quite that dramatic, but several incredible moments over the past 17 days. But just the big picture... I really liked a quote that Adam Wainwright had following the game. And, and by the way, I'm, I'm specifically talking to Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, if he's listening right now. Because <laughs> because he gave me some grief for talking about how bad this team was playing. But for a while, it, it was were playing, playing poorly. very poorly. And his quote last night in terms of how this team was able to make it into the postseason, uh, he had a lengthy quote, but I'm going to read read it here. Adam Wainwright said, quote, well... It starts with perseverance. I mean, it starts there. We had to overcome probably the worst baseball I've ever seen a Cardinals team play. 
we weren't we just weren't doing anything right we were finding ways to lose games we had a lead late we'd blow it we had a lead early and blow it we'd have good pitching not score we'd have good pitching and good hitting but not play good defense it was just something that was wrong every day and it was just understanding that we're a better team than what we were showing and we could go out there and compete with anybody when we play right and that's what we did in quote and kudos to them for turning it around. I did go through, I was going through last night looking through um, some old Cardinal tweets and things like that. And I think it was about a month and a week ago, uh, the Cardinals were playing the Tigers. And they were just in this stretch of just awful baseball. And they were not playing good. They were not playing well against bad teams. So it was hard to be optimistic for them to play well against so many of the good teams that they placed over the, that they faced over the past few weeks. There was one game against the Tigers in particular that I remember being irate because they had walked the pitcher for the Tigers. And not only did they walk an American League pitcher, but it was this pitcher's first at-bat of his career. A guy who had probably not lifted a bat off of his shoulder in somewhere in the neighborhood of like eight years since I threw a walk, <laughs> I was so frustrated. But again, uh, we have not seen this team walk any pitchers, or at least not any in, in such dramatic of a fashion like that. Cut down on the walk rate. They've started being able to find ways to close it out late. They've gotten insane clutch hit after insane clutch hit. They've managed to sustain rallies. They've managed to spark rallies out of seemingly nothing. And Good base running. Yes. And just time and time again, they've done so many small things, so many big things right, that have finally led to a champagne shower, which I'm sure they hope will be the first of of many over the next month or so. Did I see this coming? Not at all. Am I enjoying it now that it's here? Of course. But did I see it coming? No. When they made the deadline day trades to pick up John Lester and J.A. Happ, I thought, good. Because the Cardinals had some guys that have major league stuff, but they aren't major league pitchers yet. And those guys needed to stay in Memphis and throw in AAA. And I thought that the the old guys they brought in could bring them innings and get them through the rest of 2021. Well, they've done better than that. But, you know, I thought at the very least they would give the Cardinals some innings, get through the year, do your off-season and see what you can do in 2022. Get a little line, yep. You know, they're in the playoffs in 2021. Did not, did not see that coming. But you can see now that at this point, no matter what happens, they're looking for something good to happen. And it's been coming from all over. They just expected to have it. The Cardinals' will is so strong last night that they like forced the Brewers into the air. There was an out, there was an incomprehensible outfield error where the outfielder just like whoop. He was making the throw before he he was making the throw in his head before he had, before the, ball he had the ball in, in his, his glove. Hand. And that was one of one of the things that led to win number seventeen last night. They'll go for eighteen tonight at six forty-five. Fired up. <laughs> Look forward to us recapping it tomorrow. Even if they lose. Keith, thanks for hanging out today. Thanks for having me. See you tomorrow. Hey, yeah, uh, we got to hit pause, but when we come back, it's time to talk some Sunbelt Fun Belt. Voice of the Georgia Southern Eagles, Danny Reed, will be with us right after this. Keep it with us on the ticket.
This is Will Oswald with your Wednesday tickets for its update from KDA. Brandsy with Lance Tire Service. The Arkansas State women's soccer team is regionally ranked. The United Soccer Coaches rankings coming out yesterday. Arkansas State on a four-match win streak. Now the 10th ranked team in the Southeast region. They'll be at Texas State tomorrow evening and Louisiana Lafayette on Sunday. Meanwhile, Arkansas moved into the top spot in the regional top 10 and moved up eight notches to number eight in the overall top 25. California, the Cardinals are coming. St. Louis won their 17th in a row last night, a 6-2 win over the Brewers to clinch the second wildcard spot in the National League playoffs. They'll play at either the Dodgers or Giants next Wednesday. Game two of the series against Milwaukee this evening at 6.45 with the pregame at 5.50 on 95.9 The Wolf. And it's time to get back together with the members and guests of Lost Pizza Company for Live with the Red Wolves with head football coach Butch Jones and a player guest. It all starts at 7 this evening on 107.9 K-Fine and the EB Red Wolves Sports Network from Learfield presented by Arkansas Blue Cross Blue Shield. Four tires in one hour, guaranteed at Plaza Tire Service, and that's the latest from the ticket. Ignited Gifts at 1731 West Kings Highway in Paragould is Northeast Arkansas's premier Christian gift store with a large selection of Bibles, journals, and devotional publications. Ignited Gifts also carries gifts for special occasions and a large selection of Christian music. Ignited Gifts also has Tyler Soap and the largest selection of Willow Tree products in Northeast Arkansas. So for that special gift, come to Ignited Gifts at 1731 West Kings Highway Suite 3 in Paragould or shop us online at www.ignitedgifts.com. Ignited Gifts, Northeast Arkansas's premier Christian gift store. Is it finally time to pull the trigger on a new golf cart? Or is the cart you currently have struggling to make it around the course? Let NEA Golf Cars and Paracool get you rolling. Come by and see the selection of onward cars by Club Car. And then you can finish your new ride out with original Club Car accessories. NEA Golf Cars also is used cars from a variety of brands and can also take care of your current cart with accessories, tires, wheels, batteries, tune-ups, and more. Go by and see them on Highway 49 North or call them at 236-GOLF. NEA Golf Cars in Paragool. It's Fair Week in Northeast Arkansas. The Midway opens at 4 p.m. today with all the rides, games, and food you love. And get your armbands for 20 bucks. Fill up with delicious food for a good cause at the JC Snack Shack, powered by the Big 1079 K-Fine, and make memories to last a lifetime. Gain admission to $6 for adults and $3 for kids 12 and under. It's a week of fun for the entire family. Follow the NEA District Fair on Facebook and Instagram and log on to neadistrictfair.com. What does better mean to you? Maybe it's better services, better support, better ways to build a life or buy a home or run a business. First Security is your partner for it all with resources and solutions that make a difference for you and others. That's because First Security takes care of customers while building communities. Better for you, better for Arkansas, better for all. First Security, bank better. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Blackman claps his hands for it. Play action. Blackman going deep right side looking for Dahu. This is caught. Touchdown, Dahu Green. A diving grab as he crossed the goal line for the score. The Red Wolves open up Sunbelt Conference play Saturday as they hit the road to take on Georgia Southern. And you can hear it all on your home for A-State football, 107.9 K-5. Coverage begins at 1220 with Wolfhouse, presented by Baird Auto Group. Then from Statesboro, it's the Mid-South Ford Dealers Tailgate Show at 1, the Centennial Bank pregame show at 2, and kickoff at 3 o'clock. A-State football is sponsored in part by Hytro Vision Care 
Center, First Security Bank, Hilltop Family Dentistry, JT White Hardware and Lumber, Crown Limousine, Magnet Motor Company, Elite Eye Care, Hijinks, Arkansas State University, Max Prairie Wings, NEA Golf Cars, Mr. T's, and Renner Communications. You're listening to KNEA Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara Ritchie, Kate Carlton here with you for the second hour of the program. Officially halfway through the week. It's all downhill from here. I'm pretty excited. Excited for uh, the Sunbelt Conference opener for Arkansas State football this weekend. As they head to Statesboro to take on the Georgia Southern Eagles. Uh, Look, I'm going to guess that it's been a fairly tumultuous week for Georgia Southern. Parting ways with their head coach earlier this week. Uh, on a three-game losing skid, I honestly don't even know where to start in, in terms of the conversation and figuring out what's going on in Statesboro. But thankfully, voice of Georgia Southern, Danny Eagles. Danny Danny Reed uh, is here <laughs> to walk us through it, I think, maybe, hopefully. If I can get the words right, we'll be able to figure it out. Danny, you doing okay? Yeah, I about had to look at my driver's license to make sure my last name was right, but we're good to go. We Can we just call you Danny Eagles? If you want to, that's up to you. Danny Eagles with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline <laughs> to talk Georgia Southern. Uh, how is this Eagles team managing, I guess, what is a, a pretty emotional week right now? Yeah, especially when not only a three-game losing streak, not only off a home loss to start league play, but the guy that so many people down here had grown quite fond of and had an attachment to because he had been here for almost a decade and a half as an assistant and now a head coach. It hit some people hard. Other people were maybe rumbling about it during the summer that if things didn't substantially improve to the high expectations that Statesboro and Georgia Southern have for its football program, that maybe this is something that you would have to deal with. It's just unfortunate that it came this early in the season, and granted, some of the other things that have gone on the last few days did not help that. Sure. And it, it, it just it makes you think about, all the good times that in our case with Colin Lacey and I and our crew and having to work with coach like we did and all the interviews and the travel and the coaches shows, you do remember how tough it was for him to take over in similar circumstances four years ago where he was probably eyes as wide as could be and not worried about, okay, is this going to end up being my job, just trying to keep the wheels on the road and just do something positive and make people remember how proud they are of this program And in Kevin Whitley's case, he's somebody that was an All-American here, won two national championships here, extremely successful high school coach up near Atlanta over the course of two decades, came back here, of course, in 2019. So trying to sift through all that and figure out what Saturday is going to look like, I don't have the foggiest clue, but I do know that the Red Wolves are going to be here this weekend and whatever product goes on the field, I just hope it's one where the guys played like they did last weekend, play hard, and hopefully they can find a victory and all that. We'll catch up on that uh, that Cajuns game from last weekend here in just a moment. But coming into the season, you know, what do you feel like were, were fair expectations for Georgia Southern? 
is well, what's fair and what's expected here don't often see eye to eye. Sure. Considering how the, the place, it only knows winning, it only understands winning. It's a program that's celebrating its 40th anniversary this season and with six national championships over a 15-year stretch, winning 11 conference titles, winning the Sun Belt in year one in 2014. You spoil yourself a little bit because you think that's how it's always going to be. And even as good as 15 was, you had to deal with a coaching change that year with Willie Fritz leaving for Tulane. It just didn't work with Coach Summers. Wish it would have because he was great with us. It just didn't click. He was 5-13. and 13. He was let go. Coach Lunsford comes in, and right away, first full season, it's 10 wins. So you're thinking, okay, maybe i got a handle on this head coaching thing. We're going to be able to keep the train rolling. We're going to live up to the expectations that Georgia Southern always sets for itself. And even the last two years, seven wins, bold bid. Last year, COVID, eight wins, plus a bowl win over La Tech. Mm-hmm. Most places, that's fine. But at Georgia Southern, the expectations are a lot higher than that because what's already been done here, and Coach Lunsford was the guy to understand that, and that's what makes Coach Whitley the guy to go to in this transition because he's won two of those six national championships. He gets what this place is about, and he understands what needs to happen to make Georgia Southern the program that the people believe it is. Denny Reed here with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. Mentioned last week, uh, it was a close one for... The Eagles against the Raging Cajuns. Louisiana comes out on top, twenty-eight to twenty. Uh, what ultimately decided that one? The uh, the fact that Georgia Southern's final six drives all got into Cajun territory, and they only scored once. Mm. They turned it over on downs four times, threw a pick, and they just have not been able to limit the big passing play. Now the running game has been okay. They did give up a couple of 200-yard efforts, which hadn't happened since Scott Sloan got here to run the defense in 2018. But the big passing plays have been really unfortunate. I know I'm kind of preaching to the choir with you guys being in a similar boat, but the touchdowns of 48 yards and 46 yards, one of those was on the first play of the second quarter. The other was on a penalty that forced George Southern's Quinn Williams to be out for the rest of the game due to a fighting personal foul. He's going to have to miss the first half of this game. And it's just that they haven't been able to stay consistent with what they want to be. And it's so similar between the two teams because I watch Arkansas State on film and I see a lot of athletes. I see the ability to make plays. And when it seems like they've got it going, give up a 75-yard run, give up an 80-yard pass, and you're thinking, okay, how did that go wrong so quickly? And for Georgia Southern, I think back to FAU, first drive of the second half, 50-yard touchdown, game ended up being over. Arkansas, back-to-back long touchdown passes the game was over four minutes into the third quarter and even last week after that second touchdown pass of 40 plus there was still almost seven minutes left in the third quarter but half the crowd left because they felt the same thing was going to happen but the Eagles credit they did fight back in the fourth quarter Gerald Green had the long touchdown run just didn't have enough to finish off those drives where they were getting into Cajun territory that we've already referenced today that the two teams right now that are worst in the country in terms of giving up explosive pass plays of 40 yards or more Arkansas State and Georgia Southern so uh might not be a a defensive battle coming up Saturday in terms of offense obviously going into the season the biggest storyline around the Eagles were going to be just just replacing shy words everything he had done for that program how is that situation at quarterback unfolded 
Yeah, I talked about that with Bobo, and unfortunately, Shy had his best career games against Arkansas State, so it makes me a little bit sad that we don't <laughs> get a chance to see one out there in blue on <laughs> Saturday. But for Justin Tomlin, somebody that has put in the work, has waited his time. He only started four games over the course of his first three seasons, but Shy opts to go to Louisville to play wide receiver. Tomlin didn't get a chance to play the first two because of an academic issue. So for the Gardner-Webb and the FAU game, the Eagles are trying to cobble it together with a true freshman lefty and Cam Ransom, uber-talented out of Florida but just not experienced, a redshirt freshman lefty and Sam Kenderson who played two offensive snaps last year before getting injured, and another guy in Amari Jones who transferred from Tulane had been an outstanding high school quarterback in Frisco, Texas, but had been more of an all-purpose guy during his career at Tulane, part of which was under Doug Bruce when he was the OC for Willie Fritz at Tulane. So he's in there. It was really a three-man revolving door. You finally get Tomlin back for Arkansas. He busts out on a 76-yard touchdown run where he finally got to show his track speed. And then last week, he tested to throw 24 passes again. He ended up throwing a pick during that third quarter. And while the ball was moving, it's plagued the Eagles really for two years now. The only thing they don't do well is score touchdowns. They can get into your territory. They can get into the red zone. But for whatever reason, touchdowns just do not get scored with as much regularity as we saw in the early part of that FBS tenure. I think they're working towards it. I think if Tomlin can stay consistent and continue to get reps, they're going to keep believing in him. And these guys also have a lot to prove with an interim head coach for the rest of the season. Guys may be trying to compete for jobs and putting their best foot forward in that regard. So many questions, again, surrounding Georgia Southern as we catch up with the voice of the Eagles, Danny Reed. But uh, one thing we know for sure, they're going to they're gonna want to run the football, and they've always got a lot of different uh, options there to do it. Uh, the talent at, at running back, who's going to be handling that this week? It was good to see J.D. King come back last week. He didn't get a snap until the third quarter, but he ended up playing 12 snaps over the final couple of drives. Had a really nice couple of plays, breaking multiple tackles to pick up first downs, and he was somebody that had suffered a torn ACL in last November's game against Troy, re-aggravated that knee early in camp, and they were just being very cautious with him, wanting to make sure they had him for league play. So he came back. I would think his workload would be able to increase. And him coming back at the time that he did was even more important because Gerald Green, who had the long run in the fourth quarter, Logan Wright and Mari Jones have all been banged up. I mean, Logan hasn't really been fully healthy since the opening game against Gardner-Webb, but he ran for 177. Amari Jones didn't, of course, play last week. He didn't practice yesterday. And then with Gerald Green, he was battling a bruised chest during that Gardner-Webb game. But last week, he finally looked good to go. So I would hope that he's at least more involved like he was in the second half last week. And somebody who hasn't gotten the touches yet but is more than capable is the redshirt freshman Jalen White out of Daleville, Alabama, who had an outstanding high school career. And we're really still waiting for him to be used in that way that makes you understand why he was one of the top running backs in the state coming out of high school. But a lot of different guys you can go to. And with Doug Bruce, he just wants somebody in there that can do the job. Again, uh, this Eagles team overall 1-3. and three. And, and Danny, in reading through some notes on this team, there's one thing that kind of jumped out at me that I wanted to get your take on, and it's that the Eagles have not fared very well in, in the third quarter. In fact, uh, haven't yeah. scored a touchdown yet um, in any of those four games. They've been outscored 55 to nothing by the opponents. Why, why has this team struggled out of the half? I was just looking at that, and honestly, I think it has to do with how that first drive out of the half has gone. The four drives out of the half have been turnover on downs, punt, punt, punt. 
and none of those last three drives have gone more than five plays, and they've also been susceptible to giving up those big passes early in the third quarter, which has probably taken a little bit of confidence away from the offense. Most of the time that's happening right after they have to punt it back or give it back. So if they can get the opening drive of the third quarter to have some success success with it, it doesn't have to necessarily be a touchdown, just to say, hey, we scored, then they can build upon that. But it seems that coming out of the half this year, they haven't been able to latch on to anything because they just had to play catch up so much. Just a couple more minutes here with Danny Reed catching up on Georgia Southern. Uh, you mentioned now the Eagles have turned to Kevin Whitley, uh, the cornerbacks coach there, to be the interim. What, what if, what is he saying to this team this week to get them focused on the task at hand? You know, a lot of people have asked him. So, how are you going to approach this? Do you think you're going to get the job full time? And a lot of far-reaching, months out there kind of deals. But he has such a good perspective and having understand understood this place like he has over the last 30 or so years, it helps him establish the perspective that he wants to. He says, look, this was at his Monday press conference. Look, I'm worried about practice on Tuesday, practice Wednesday, practice Thursday, practice Friday, and making sure we have a maximum effort on Saturday. There's no such thing as a Sunbelt championship right now for Georgia Southern. It's simply having a good practice this afternoon and then tomorrow then tomorrow, then welcoming in Arkansas State on Saturday. But when you look at his pedigree, having played for Irk Russell, having played for Tim Stowers, having had a lot of success under both, played professionally, and then his track record as a high school head coach for 18 years outside of Atlanta, somebody that was a region champion on numerous occasions, had a chance to play for multiple state championships at Stockbridge and 5A, and he built that program from, it was really bad, in the early 2000s, but when he took over, they became one of the bigger players in 5A in the state. So if it's somebody that's going to be equipped to do this, whether it's eight games, nine games, or multiple years, it's got to be Coach Whitley right now. Despite that, though, and, and the fact that you know he's he's going to get his shot there, everybody likes to throw out names and, and speculate on what could be next for the Eagles. Does it look like, though, do you feel like this is still a team that or a program that wants to stick with in the future that triple option identity? If you ask people that are vested for decades into the program, that's what they want. But whether or not that ends up happening, this is the first time athletics director Jared Benko has had to hire a football coach. He's made multiple hires in other sports, but he even said it in the split presser on Monday. He wants to find a CEO in whatever system that individual wants, whether it's an offensive mind, a defensive mind, or say, hey, you run it, but you go find the people to run whatever Georgia Southern needs to be successful. Historically, the option has been so ingrained in the success and the culture of Georgia Southern. Whether or not that's where the program goes for here, that's not for me to say. But the most important thing that needs to be understood when hiring this next person is they just need to win. Whatever it is, Whatever it looks like, it just needs to get Georgia Southern back to a winning brand of football that it has prided itself on since the program came back. Nobody gets mad when uh, programs put up W's, no matter what it looks like. That certainly seems to be the case. Circling back around to Saturday, Danny, what's going to decide this one between these two teams? Uh, Well, I'd probably take the over. I don't know what it is right (laughs) now. Uh, if, if Georgia, see, I, I want to say if Georgia Southern runs the ball, they're going to be fine. But I know that Arkansas State has all those wide receivers, and they've got 
not just one quarterback, but two that can beat you. And I know Blackman's been the starter for three of the games, but Hatcher threw for 354 and four touchdowns against Georgia Southern two years ago. So that's pick your poison in that respect. But it's going to come down to who can get a stop. If Georgia Southern can find a way to not be overtaken by the passing game, if Arkansas State can tackle better, whichever team does their negative part better should be the one that breaks a losing streak. Okay. By the way, uh, the over opened at 60 and a half. It has gone up to 66. So it was... (laughs) It's been quickly on the the move this week. Apparently, a lot of people in the same mindset as you in terms of uh, wanting to take the over already. Danny, we really appreciate the time today. We'll try not to call you Danny Eagles next time. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. You too. Thanks, Danny. Again, uh, Danny Reed, voice of the Georgia Southern Eagles, there with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. I tried to just combine his name and his job title <laughs> earlier in a pretty awesome fail to to start our conversation with Danny, but uh, hey, we appreciate him rolling with the punches and uh, appreciate him jumping on. It was quick notice today or short notice today, and uh, he's definitely one of the good guys in the Sun Belt, no doubt about it, and great at what he does and gave us a lot of good info there on Georgia Southern. I have no idea what to expect on Saturday. I, I just do not. How do you start to figure out how this one is going to go? When you look at two teams that have some similar weaknesses, one of which is playing under an interim head coach, another one of which is still trying to figure out a lot of things with a new head coach, man, good luck. Yeah. I feel like we could come back on on Monday and we could talk about four different results. And I don't know if I would necessarily be surprised. I'm talking about either win winning, either team winning in a blowout, either team winning in a close one. I, I feel like any four of those outcomes have potential for numerous different reasons. Friday's poll is going to be interesting, where we ask you what happens yes. and who wins. Yeah, it might be one of those where it's like 33 percent on all three answers, uh, but we'll figure it out again. Thanks to Danny for joining us. Let's hit pause here. We'll get caught up on some A-State news when we return, and we'll also throw in some audio from head A-State football coach Butch Jones, too. That comes up next here on The Ticket. The Ritter Communications Hotline is open now on Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. Call 930-3776. Thursday night, October 7th, the eyes of the college football world will be on Centennial Bank Stadium as Butch Jones and the Red Wolves take on the highest-ranked team to ever come to Jonesboro, the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. And you can be there for just $5. That's right, just 5 bucks can get you in as the Red Wolves try to knock off a nationally-ranked opponent in a game televised nationally on ESPN. Help make this game a sellout and the loudest game of the season. Come show the nation how we support our Red Wolves Thursday, October 7th with kickoff at 6.30 as they take on nationally ranked Coastal Carolina with every ticket on the east side of the stadium just $5. And the first 1,000 fans into the stadium receive a complimentary Red Wolves flag. Make sure you're there for this historic night. To order tickets, go to astateredwolves.com or call 870-972-2781. 
farmers. Harvest is here and Pico Foods wants your corn and Milo. If you haven't called Pico Foods, do so today to take advantage of their always competitive prices. Pico Foods, the eighth largest poultry producer in the U.S. and a fourth generation family owned business, is committed to doing business with local producers and right now they want to buy your corn and Milo. Call today in Arkansas, Missouri, David Durham or James Chester, 870-202-7101. In Alabama and Mississippi, contact Craig Bird or John Taylor Hickman at 601-670-9383. Hey everybody, it's Matt Stoltz and Brad Bobo. So everybody seems to have a podcast these days and well, we've decided to join the party. We'll release a new episode every Tuesday. Of course, we'll talk about what's going on with the Red Wolves, but we'll also be able to talk about some things we might not always get to. That's right. We'll have interviews, behind the scenes info, tell plenty of stories and have a whole lot of fun as we talk about everything A-State. It's the Second to None Podcast presented by Simmons Bank. New episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Brad Bobo. If you haven't joined us for the drive, you're missing sports talk done a different way. We shine the spotlight on local people making sports news, especially our high school coaches and athletes. We also cover sports stories from across the state and the nation. And, of course, we bring you tons of Red Wolves coverage and talk with folks around the Sunbelt Conference. Come see why sports news breaks on the drive. Weekdays afternoons from 3 to 6 on Northeast Arkansas Sports Authority, 95.3 The Ticket and AM 970 KDA. Swimming pools can be lots of fun. But they can be dangerous, too, especially for young children. Always practice simple safety steps to prevent tragedies. Fence all pools. Teach kids to swim. And always watch them around water. No horseplay. Simple steps save lives. To learn new life-saving steps, visit PoolSafely.gov. A public service message from the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. On paper? It's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. 9303-776 9303-776 is the number to call. It's been a second, actually, since we've thrown out the KavanaughCars.com questions. We should probably do that again. So y'all know what we're talking about. Asking you today what you feel like has been the biggest story from the first month of the college football season. You can weigh in with us on the phones, online, whatever floats your boat. Here in a moment, we'll dive into uh, some Red Wolves talk new commit for A-State. want to hear some comments from Butch Jones. But first, let's talk... With Red Wolf Mark, how are you? Hello there, Mr. How are you? Good. You doing all right? I'm doing good. Yeah. Did we get another commit? We did. Uh, Miller McCrumby. It's the latest commit for Arkansas State football. Okay. Where's he from? He's from Mount Pleasant, Texas. Mount Pleasant, Texas. All righty. That'll be good. Uh, we got a... Uh, we got a big, we, we, we need to go out and get a big win this weekend. A-State does, yes. And everything. Yep, yep. And come back and come back Thursday and uh, get another big win. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I want to say go Red Wolves and say go to all the high school teams and go everybody in Jonesboro. And um, I want to say go Spoon Man. Okay. He's the one that's got that big spoon. Yeah. Uh, oh. Um, oh, not the one from Sail Garden. Okay. 
If anybody's got two tickets for the next Thursday game, they'll call me at 870 please. Okay. I just need I just need two, and that's it. You know those are going to be $5 want, a piece, right? Yeah. You got 10 bucks, right? But, but if anybody's got any, though, they want to. They want to give away. But you got ten bucks, anyway. right? Yeah. Okay. But I figure if anybody's got any out there. But you, you got know. but you got ten bucks, right? Yeah. Okay. If, if you just give me a ring, got my number there, and uh, I'm gonna say go everybody in Jonesboro and go 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 care, go Cade. And uh, Cade, I have got I have got a present for you. Uh. Okay. I, All right. I have you can you can work to the Brooklyn game. Okay. I have I have got you a woman's wig. A what? A woman's wig. Why would I wear yeah, that? You can, I don't know. That's a blonde woman's wig. I, I want it from the fair. Well, why don't you wear it? Yeah. I, I don't know yet. I'm, I ain't, I ain't waiting you to see this thing. I you might can... let Brad Bubba wear it. I don't know. Okay, there you go. That's the plan. Yeah, all righty then. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to have Spoon Man. So, all right, we're going to take another break because that segment's off track. I'm going to go sing Spoon Man to myself <laughs> so I can get out of my head, and then we're going to come back, and hopefully we're going to talk A-State when we return. <laughs> I should have called in today, too. Uh, all right, let's hit pause. We'll be back in a moment for more of the Workday Red Zone. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how do I tweet on this thing? It's Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Join JYP in Jonesboro for this year's annual conference titled Growing from the Ground Up. Thursday, September 30th from 8 to 3 at the club level of Centennial Bank Stadium. NEA Baptist CEO Sam Lynn serves as a keynote speaker. Plus, we'll have a diversity panel with local and regional leaders and an entrepreneur panel with successful business owners from across the community it's growing from the ground up with jypn thursday september 30th from 8 to 3 at the club level of centennial bank stadium register by contacting the jonesboro chamber 932-6691 as many years as our family has been in this business we have a lot of friends we built a lot of relationship with customers in northeast arkansas and southeast missouri our families at glenn sane want to reach out to you and say we really appreciate the many years of business. I feel like our folks have done a great job getting our sold orders for our customers and taking care of our customers in service for the last several months with all the issues we've had. Things will get back to normal. We just want to say thank you. We appreciate you. Glenn Sane, and God bless our troops. You know, there's a lot of frustration in farming. One of them is sitting in your truck, waiting on parts while your field needs to be worked. That's why Baker Implement is committed to you and your farm, providing you the best service, support, and quality parts fast. With multiple locations, they're sure to have the parts you need. That's why you need to visit BakerImplement.com. 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 Because sitting in that truck, waiting for them parts, just makes you madder and madder. Get your parts Get them fast at BakerImplement.com. Attention members and guests. Make plans for Live with the Red Wolves Wednesday night from 7 to 8 at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. Join head coach Butch Jones along with a special player guest and listen along on 107.9 K-Fine and the EAB Red Wolves Sports Network from Learfield. Plus, audience members can win prizes from textbook brokers. It's all at Lost Pizza Wednesday night at 7 during Live with the Red Wolves presented by the Arkansas Department of Health and sponsored by Angie Gallagher of United Country Scenic Rivers Realty, Crown Limousine, Vision Care Center, Farmers and Merchants Bank, Stanley Woodard Law Firm, and Blue Cross Blue Shield Agent Harrelson. 
Get guaranteed low prices from a trusted local name at Bills Cost Plus. At Bills, you always say big with all items at cost plus 10% at checkout. This week, a twin pack of Prairie Fresh Boston Bucks, $1.48 a pound. 18 to 27 ounce packages of Smithfield Season Tenderloin and Loin Filets, $3.48 each. California Red Grapes, 98 cents a pound. And 12 packs of Pepsi products, $3.33 each. Visit BillsCostPlus.com and like them on Facebook. Bills Cost Plus with three locations. In Jonesboro. As a rural physician who has been practicing for 40 years, I encourage everyone in Arkansas and all of my patients to get vaccinated. During the time of COVID, I did quite a bit of, of reading and research. I feel like from all of that evidence that the vaccines are safe and effective. Save lives. Get your vaccination. Learn more at healthy.arkansas.gov. This message brought to you by the Arkansas Department of Health. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate hanging out. 930-3776 again asking you today. What's been the biggest story from the first month of the college football season? Uh, that question brought to you by our friends at KavanaughCars.com. Of course, uh, the place to go for those of you looking to buy a vehicle. Of course, it's not just for those of you looking to buy a vehicle. If you are looking to sell a vehicle, well, then Kavanaugh will buy yours. And you don't even have to trade it in. Like, you can just flat out sell it. And they will flat out buy it. Uh, of course, if you do want to trade in, uh, you can go to KavanaughCars.com. Figure out what your trade is uh, or can be appraised at. And then you can also get pre-approved as well. So a lot that you can do right there on the website, KavanaughCars.com. Looking at some A-State news. Again, uh, getting ready for Saturday. Butch Jones. A lot of media going on in the middle of the week. Uh, Live with the Red Wolves returns tonight to Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. So not only are you going to be able to hear Butch Jones out there tonight, you're going to get to know James Blackman. A little bit better as well. That's from 7 to 8 on K-Fine and the K-Fine app. But then yesterday, of course, Butch Jones going through the whole media day press conference thing as well. We've got some audio to share from with you here in just a second. But also the big news yesterday for Arkansas State football. Red Wolves land another commit. This one is a really highly rated commit as well. Miller McCrumbie is a tight end out of Mount Pleasant High School in Mount Pleasant, Texas. And his offer list is kind of, it's its an interesting mix. He's got several FCS schools, uh, but he's also got an offer from Colorado State, from Louisiana, uh, and then also Kansas. So he's got a mixture of, of a few different types of schools, but at the end of the day, he would be like the sixth highest recruit in Arkansas State football history or I guess what we would call the 27 sports era since they've been able to give all these numbers to these guys but he's ranked as the 31st best tight end nationally the number 90 a player in the state of Texas which I'll take anybody in Texas as top 100 all day any day and uh, he's got good size he's 6'4 he's 205 uh, there's also a, a write-up on him on 247sports.com. And I liked some of his 
comment. Of course, he started with, quote, I'm very excited to be a part of Red Wolf Nation. Visited a couple days ago, and while I was there, I had a feeling, but when I left, I knew that Jonesboro was the place for me. This is a quote that probably stands out more than any others. And he did have quite a bit to say about the coaches and the program and everything else, but he said, quote, I know Arkansas State is the best place for me regarding playing time, the atmosphere, facilities, and relationships. Man, I've been to D1 schools all over the place, in the ACC and the SEC, but the facilities in Jonesboro are just different. The vibe in Jonesboro is different. The relationships in Jonesboro are different, end quote. It kind of got my attention. So I I like what this young man has to say. Going to be looking forward to seeing him play as well. So pretty cool stuff there. Again, I, I like what I'm reading here about about this young man. But again, it's Miller McCrumbie as he put out his commitment yesterday on Twitter. So, of course, you can always find that and news about him and all that good stuff over there with our friends at astatenation.com. Check in with Butch Jones. Again, he uh, took to the podium yesterday to talk to the assembled media regarding Arkansas State football, the good things, the bad things, the different things, whatever things going on right now. And he was asked, you know, throughout the course of the questioning about some aspects of the team that aren't going quite as well as others. And one of the things he was asked about was, was the offensive line and just why that is a unit that has maybe not played as well as a, a lot of us have wanted to see. And he gave a lengthy answer here on the O-line and what is going on there. Here's Butch Jones. I think it's a combination of everything. I think when you're struggling in an area, you can't just pinpoint one area. You know, I think everyone takes takes their turns. We may get, you know, to the back end of their defense and we miss a block on the perimeter. Uh, sometimes it may be the tight end and an isolation block or, you know, a kickout block doesn't get proper leverage. Um, you know, playing offensive line, and I told our offensive line this yesterday, I think is one of the most difficult things in all of sport. If you really look what's involved, first of all, it's a cerebral position. You have to be extremely smart. You have to be able to communicate on every snap. You have to be able to trust what you see, but it's always everything is moving I, I, when we're at Alabama we we had I think it's like uh, 0.2 like nine seconds that you have to put your feet in the ground generate force and make a quick decision and so again it's so much technique based but it's also uh, physicality it's strength it's everything that goes into it and you know when you look at the life of an offensive lineman you only really notice them when you make a mistake. They don't get the accolades that a quarterback or wide receiver or running back get. So they truly play the game for the love of the game. You've got to really love hitting people on every single snap. So there's so much that goes into it. But I think a lot of it is just, you know, all five of those individuals, and when you put the tight end in the core, all six of those individuals, and then the running backs is seven, all working together as one. You know, their footwork uh, their hat placements, their leverage, the course of the back. And a lot of times it takes time, and, and we knew that Tulsa was going to be a stout defensive front, one of the most heaviest defensive fronts we would face. But we spend so much time 
and running the ball. And I think, too, it just really comes down to a mentality, too. And it gets back to what I spoke earlier, too. Football is a game of individual matchups. You know, every individual winning their one-on-one battle. And that was Butch Jones talking about the offensive line. Uh, the other issues for Arkansas State have came on the defensive side of the ball. And there have been a few different issues overall. And Jones was asked, you know, do you try and, and tweak the scheme? What do you try and do to get this defense back on track? And this was his response. In terms of schematically, we're playing base. You know, that's the thing is it, and it's so much as the, D, the three technique holding your gap. And when you get double team, sitting in a chair, pressing out, keeping your shoulders square, not getting washed. You know, it's the backside pursuit. So it, it's really, it, we can execute the assignment. And the amazing thing is, and get it done the right way, three plays in a row. And then the fourth play, we'll call it again. And it's the same play. And it goes for 60. And you're sitting there and you're like, and I think it really comes back to the intensity and the focus for 60 minutes and having that snap and clear mentality and always playing with your fundamentals and your details. And you got to practice that through practice. That's where you develop your mental conditioning and your mental toughness is learning how to flip the switch, play in and play out. And like I said, we, we show video, we talk, we do walkthroughs, we make them walk and talk. Um, and we have to have more depth. We have to have more depth. We have to recruit more depth. We need to get bigger in the inside of our defensive front. Um, but really, it comes down to technique. And I know they can do it because, A, they want to do it, and, B, we have video evidence of them doing it. Now it's just doing it on a consistent basis. With the defense, you know, one of the things that has certainly not helped is the fact that this unit is, is not 100% healthy and we haven't seen a lot of Antonio Fletcher this year. Well, that was a guy that I think all of us were expecting to see out there more. So so what's the deal? Injury? Anything? Attitude? Anything like that? No, 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 no. Unfortunately, he's, he's not 100% and Coach Jones elaborates. Yeah, with Fletch, it's been a health issue. Uh, it's been his shoulder. Uh, he's getting better and better, so we anticipate him being able to play this Saturday. But that's all been strictly a health issue in moving forward. And you know what? I, I've seen him make progress in terms of leadership. I think sometimes him sitting on the sidelines and really watching body language, watching people, uh, and we've challenged him from that aspect. I've liked what I've seen from him from from a leadership standpoint. Um, the last week and a half. So we need to get him back uh, into the lineup. So we'll see if, if maybe that's going to be the case coming up here soon. One more clip here from Butch Jones as he starts to look ahead to Georgia Southern on Saturday. Talks about some of his biggest concerns in regards to taking on the Eagles. Well, first of all, it kind of challenges, as we know, your discipline to execute. Um, your eye control, and it's truly assignment football. And everyone's responsible for different aspects of the offense. you got to trust what you see, and you have to play fast. I think one of the hardest things to do is simulate the speed of the option in practice. 
I think that's, you know, you can walk through it, you can do scout teams, but the ability to really execute game speed reps in quick decisions with your eye control and your discipline makes it exceptionally challenged. You have to be able to tackle in space, and they're able to throw the football. They have great play passes off all their base run plays. So if they see you're having lack of discipline with your eye control, you're going to get the ball thrown over your head. Um, you know, it's something that we do in the spring. Uh, we spend time throughout the course of the year. Obviously, the accumulative effect ha- helps. We haven't had that luxury yet in building our program yet to where we want it to be. But we've spent time in the spring. Uh, we take different opponents throughout the course of training camp. So when we get to game week, all the little nuances that you're doing and the way you have to adapt and adjust schematically, it's not the first time that these these players have heard the terminology or have understood it. So they've, they've practiced it. But this week of preparation is going to be critical. Our scout teams are going to be critical. Uh, just And again, the big thing is the game speed reps. Again, that was Butch Jones from his comments yesterday addressing the media. I'm sure we'll hear more from Jones in regards to the challenge ahead for Georgia Southern. Um, this is, oh, this team makes me nervous. How do you fully prepare for a team that is in emotional upheaval? Sure, this team could, this Eagles team could fold. Um, but, you know, I think back to it, and, and it's different personnel on the field, it's different personnel on on staff and, and everything else. But, you know, I go back to the year where Georgia Southern fired Tyson Summers in the middle of the season. Not in the middle of the season, but late in that season. And it's not like all of a sudden they, they came out and they turned the season around. I mean, it was too late in the year for that to happen. But they did close out that year with, with a win. And a little bit of a bounce back there late in the year under Chad Lunsford. So, again, I don't think anybody is left from that team, but you certainly don't want to count a team out because just because they're going through upheaval, I mean, that might be the time they can band together, rally around each other, become more focused, become more focused on the game because they don't want to think about the -the off-the-field stuff. So I am a little apprehensive about Saturday, but we'll continue to look more at, at Georgia Southern. Uh, over the course of the next couple of days. Now, I say apprehensive. A-State still has the ability to win this game and win this game big based on a, a lot of the things that we look at with the Eagles in terms of their deficient defensive deficiencies. Yeah. Easy for me to say. And, and some other things there in regards to Georgia Southern. But, again, uh, just uh, an interesting team right now. By the way, Chad Lentz were putting out a letter yesterday to the fan base, to his team, to everybody else. I would encourage you to read that if you get a minute. It's uh, He was, by all accounts, a good man. Just was not quite as much of a good coach as the Eagles wanted. And then again, when you have a video of a player on top of a bus looking like they're more or less shotgun at a beer, and it's before a game, and you're coming off a two-game losing streak where, where both games you've gotten your butt kicked, and you're going into a game where you lose, it's just, I don't know if, you know, that video directly got him fired, but Lord knows it it did not help. Did not help at all. So we'll see what they look like on Saturday. we got to take one more break. We'll dive into it, come back, and uh, see if we can 
catch up on everything we missed, not just today, but yesterday as well, before we wrap things up here on the Workday Red Zone. Northeast Arkansas's sports station is 95-3, the ticket. Alan Lamar will return the kickoff across the 20, 25, breaks the tackle across the 30. Alan Lamar cuts left across the 40, he's across midfield. Alan Lamar across the 30, 20, 10, he's going to score. No flags. Alan Lamar takes it to the house. The Red Wolves open up Sunbelt Conference play Saturday as they hit the road to take on Georgia Southern. And you can hear it all on your home for A-State football, 107.9 K-Fine. Coverage begins at 1220 with Wolfhouse, presented by Baird Auto Group. Then from Statesboro, it's the Mid-South Ford Dealers Tailgate Show at 1, the Centennial Bank pregame show at 2, and kickoff at 3 o'clock. A-State football is sponsored in part by Bill's Cost Plus, Jim's Pawn Shop, Angie Gallagher of United Country Scenic Rivers Realty, George Kell Motors, More Air Conditioning, Calmer Solutions, Gazaway Ace, Max Prairie Wings, J-Towns Grill, Collision Repair, and Stanley Woodard Law Firm. This is Davey Carter with Centennial Bank. At Centennial, we're proud of our long-standing relationship with Arkansas State University. Whether it's opening up a new account at our on-campus banking center, we're cheering with you at Centennial Bank Stadium. And we're embracing our newest Red Wolf leaders as well, including our hard-charging football coach, Butch Jones, and our new athletic director, Tom Bowen. At Centennial, our promise is to always be here for you. We're building legacies, one Red Wolf at a time. Centennial Bank, member FDIC. You've got a lot riding on how well your car gets repaired. When you choose Stadium Auto Body after an accident, you know you've chosen the best body shop in Northeast Arkansas. Stadium Auto Body is iCar Gold Class certified, meaning our auto body professionals have current, up-to-date training that contributes to complete, safe, and quality repairs. Accidents happen. We're what happens next. Stadium Auto Body in Jonesboro and StadiumAutoBody.com. Stadium Auto Body, take care of you. The Storehouse has a new location, 3102 Fox Road in Jonesboro, and they have everything for your business. Office supplies, office furniture, fireproof files, printer towers and ink, break room supplies, cleaning supplies, bathroom supplies, self-inking stamps, printing, and so much more. The Storehouse offers free delivery, and you can order online or over the phone if you need. The Storehouse, 3102 Fox Road in Jonesboro, or call 870-972-6360. Put your business in the hands of the experts at The Storehouse today. 95.3 and 96.9 The Ticket is adding another hour of local programming. Hey, this is Cade Carlton. Join me and Andrew Bowen every weekday from 2 to 3 right here on The Ticket for our newest show, The Setup. We'll talk all things A-State, college sports, professional sports, and whatever else the topic of the day might be. And we'll interview a wide variety of guests from local and national levels. It's The Setup weekdays 2 to 3 right here on 95.3 and 96.9 The Ticket. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. All right, home stretch here on the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Cade with you for a one more segment. One more segment of this show. Cade's got a whole nother hour to kill. But I have faith in, in some quality content today. On the setup, so at least this mid-afternoon slate isn't a complete bust. <laughs> so we're trying to just uh, get back in the swing of things today. Wednesdays are always weird. Yeah, because you it's 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 too late. And obviously, you're you're done recapping the week that was. Yeah. You, you can't stretch that on Wednesday. 
you could go ahead and start previewing the week coming up, but, you know, what are you going to talk about on Thursday and Friday? Sometimes it's hard to talk about a team for, for three days. Uh, we're still a few weeks away, well, about a month away from, you know, a full college football onslaught that starts on Tuesday and goes all week long. So there's not any games tonight except for around baseball, although there are some good storylines still going on there. So it's just kind of kind of feeling like a very in-between yeah, in betweenish today. Well, I mean, I think you have every night next week is full with baseball beginning Monday, MLB playoffs beginning Monday. So you, you'll have that next week. Well, make Wednesday a little bit better. Of course, there's still a big question on who all is going to be in that playoff picture around baseball. Yes, the the National League is is kind of clear, but not really. I mean, you've got. Two teams decided in terms of their places. We know the Brewers have won the NL Central, and we know that the Cardinals have won the second wild card. You know that both the Giants and the Dodgers are going to the playoffs, but one of those teams has won 100 games and is going to have to play a winner-take-all contest. So that is still very much up for grabs. And I haven't checked the, the NL East standings. Today, but that's not decided. A lot of questions still remain in the American League as well. So, pretty interesting stuff. A story I missed from the past week, though. Looked at, uh, have not mentioned it, but I feel like it it deserves a mention. The Yankees have a rally turtle. That's why they're winning. If you were <laughs> curious, they have. I'm not kidding. They have a rally turtle, and they have won. Seven in a row since they got a pet. And they did this on purpose, by the way. Sometimes you have teams that go out and like randomly acquire a spirit animal. Rally squirrel, things like that. But the Yankees went out on purpose and bought a turtle. They have named it Bronxy. Apparently it lives in a very comfortable atmosphere. It's got a tank with a piece of tape labeled Bronxy the Turtle. Sometimes they even let it roam freely in the clubhouse. So, okay. rally turtle. Zach, have you ever purchased a rally pet? Uh, I don't believe I have, Kara. Maybe a pet rock. I'm not, you know, I can't remember. Did you buy that, though, or did you just randomly acquire it? No, I just picked it by the driveway. Okay, okay. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyways. Um, have y'all talked about Hillbilly Kobe today at all? No, and I'm glad you brought that up because I had it listed on the sheet and I, I forgot to mention it. For those of you uh, who are unfamiliar with this phrase, that's Austin Reeves' nickname. Yeah, about that. He's carrying uh, he's carrying Russell Westbrook and LeBron James' bags. He's being Ricky Hayes right now. He's four kicks spot on the team, two-year contract. So, happy for the... Uh, he's come a long ways uh, since Cedar Ridge, hasn't he? he? He has, you know, and it's... Look, it's always going to be really cool when there's somebody you watched personally make it make it to the pros. And we see that a lot of times as college sports fans. But this is a really cool situation where a lot of us watch this young man play at, you know, Jonesboro High School and some of those tournaments. Watch this young man play at First National Bank Arena and the NEA tournament. And now we're going to see him play on, on NBA TV. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. I'll, I'll be watching for the. You know, and Malik, uh, is, he, is he playing on their, I guess, their, their D-League team or what, Kate? How's that work? I, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's still to a standard contract. Yeah, okay, I got you. I haven't heard a whole lot of talk about him. But uh, 
I'd say it'll be entertaining too. I mean, just to see the imagine the practices with Rondo guarding Russell Westbrook. You know, they had some wars here just what a year or two ago in the bubble with uh, Westbrook and, and Rondo's brother getting into it. I know they put that behind them, but those end up being some pretty intense practices. When y'all think, you would certainly imagine. Yeah, that would but, uh, that would be the case. Yeah. I'm really excited though about this weekend. You know, uh, my birthday is Sunday, and uh, the Patriots host Tom Brady and Tampa Bay coming into town. So that ought to be uh, that ought to be something to see. That should be something to see. It's very interesting. Uh, Tom Brady's not really going to talk much about it, you know, because he doesn't do stuff like that. He'll he may might say something or have some kind of sort of shady, funny Instagram post or whatever. But well, I, I think he did. Uh, <clears throat> I think his dad's in timeout. Because his, yep. dad, <laughs> his, his dad, dad got the instigator. Yeah, his dad said something about, uh, and I forgot exactly what he said, but it was kind of funny because we just really don't really see much radio or, or sports media fodder coming from the Bradys, but his dad definitely threw some gas on the fire. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Anyways, well, guys, right quick, happy 33rd birthday to uh, Kevin Durant, uh, other than LeBron James, uh, uh you know, these two guys spearheaded the uh, the super team movement of the 2010s. So, uh, happy 33rd to, uh, to Kevin Durant. Okay. See you guys. See you. 33. Still going strong. Another news for uh, a 33-year-old, Richard Sherman. Is, is he going to be ready to go this week? He's going to become a Buccaneer. Is he going to be there with them this week when they head up to Foxborough? Is that too quick of a turnaround? I don't know how that necessarily works in terms of NFL midseason acquisitions. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. That'll be interesting. I mean, he signed on a Wednesday, so you would think you'd have to pass physical and all that stuff. So that could be a – probably wouldn't play till next week. Who that, knows? That seems like that would be a fair fair guess. I'm sure there is – there's a legal aspect you got to take care of. There's other, I'm sure, NFL rules and regulations you got to take care of. And as mentioned, they're not going to let him yeah. get out on the field until he passes a physical. Yeah, so. he uh, he told reporters he would need a week to prepare and feel comfortable. And Bruce Arians said that multiple players have to be injured for him to play on Sunday. Okay. And also, you know, he's obviously a pro. He's He's been in a few different defenses, things like that. But he probably needs just a, a couple days to look through the playbook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before you just throw him out there and hope for the best, uh, even though uh, he's a smart player, he's an adaptable player, but still need to just be able to to at least read through the thing before you're out there trying to be in action on defense. I'll be honest with you, flashing back to Zach's conversation, I'd completely forgot that Malik Monk was a Laker. That just I don't know how I just skip that, skip right over it. There hasn't been a lot of times. I don't think in their college careers where Malik Monk and Austin Reeves were on the same court. Of course, they had, they weren't in the, uh, they're not at the same age, but there was a pretty epic, what, it was a 2A state championship back in the day that was Cedar Ridge and EPC. I don't yeah, remember I what year that Malik's was. Yeah, freshman year maybe. Yeah. And, of course, it ended up, in that case, being, I think, Spencer Reeves that was more the story of that one than Austin. But pretty cool to see those guys both reunited in L.A. A couple of Northeast Arkansas kids living out the pro dream. Yeah. That is awesome stuff. It really is.
Hillbilly Kobe and Malik Monk. <laughs> uh, that's a wrap on the show today. Appreciate Keith Merritt hanging out with us for the first hour. Also, uh, thank you to Voice of the Georgia Southern Eagles, Danny Reed, for hanging out with us. And also uh, Coach Restrepo, Arkansas State Volleyball Coach Santiago Restrepo as well. Busy day. It was awesome. Passed by quickly. Hey, keep it here. Dan, uh, the setup with Kate and Andrew is next, followed by the drive at 3 o'clock. Have it here in the morning for the front row with Budro at 7. RWRC Radio with JC at 10. Kate and I will be back at noon. For Kate, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to talk to everybody tomorrow. Have a great, great day. Hey.